Welcome to Unsinkable, where we talk about marketing and mindset tactics that help online coaches stay afloat no matter what the world throws at them. Today, I want to talk about how to monetize your email list. And this is going to be a good episode for you if you have not yet put any core email sequences in place. And if you have started to, but you've kind of wondered, where is the best place to put your focus? Should you be doing one thing over another thing? Um, any of that that has been going on in your business and in your mind, I invite you to listen to this episode because I have spent a lot of time working with online coaches and course creators and determining the right sequences to put into place that will give you the biggest long-term return on your investment and also continue to set your list up to be monetized again and again as you are nurturing it from a place of actually having these sequences in place. So I want to go through six different sequences that I have determined are the ones that are going to make you the most profit in your list. We're going to talk about which sequences they are and then where they go like in kind of the flow of things. And then I envision next week talking about how to continue to reap the benefits of a well set up list and we'll talk about nurturing. So the very first email sequence that I recommend starting with or focusing on if you already have some lists in place or some sequences in place but you want to refocus on some things is your onboarding sequence. And so an onboarding email sequence is a sequence that goes out and is attached to any of your front-end offers. So if you have a lead magnet that's running, if you have an SLO that's running, Any uh, front-end, low-ticket, or free offer that you have, your onboarding sequence would be attached to that. And this is a five-part sequence that brings somebody into your world, tells them who you are, what you do, and why you're uniquely qualified to help them get whatever benefit they are trying to get by following you. So this tells your story in a context of here's why I'm set up to help you. So you're not just telling them your story for your story's sake. You're telling them your story so that they can see why they can trust you to help them get the benefit that they're trying to get. So that is your onboarding sequence. And like I mentioned, it's attached to your front-end offers. But it can also go out to your existing email list if you have not talked to your email list in a while. So if it's been over 60 to 90 days or if you have significantly changed your messaging and maybe your positioning in the marketplace a little bit, This series, once it's done and attached to your other offers, you can go ahead and send to your existing email list as a refresher, as a way to reconnect with them, as a way to kind of naturally clean out your list. So if you have, you know, changed your positioning at all, or if you just haven't talked to people in a while, then you are sending out this list and people who don't resonate with that anymore, they can go ahead and unsubscribe from your list. So you do have a cleaner and uh, more nurtured list when you start to send out these other sequences that we're going to talk about. 
So the next sequence is what I would call a promotional sequence or a promo sequence. And this sequence goes to your um, core offer or one of your core offers. So it promotes this offer to your list. And there's a couple different times that you can send it out. For me, I have workflows in my FG Funnels account. So once somebody buys my um, Swipes It Sell product, then they get my onboarding series and then they wait 21 days and then I have a promo series for another product that goes out. Um, And so I wrote that promo sequence and I put it into the workflow and I never have to think about it again. I just know that the people who've gone through this one funnel are gonna get it in a certain number of days. So that's what you can do with your promo sequence. You also can create it, write it, and send it to your list live. So if you have a live launch upcoming, if you have something that's um, on the horizon, you can write this series and then send it to your list. So you would either just send it to your list or you would send it to your list after you have sent your onboarding sequence and kind of rewarmed and re-engaged your list. Number three is abandoned cart sequence. This is the easiest way to recoup somebody out of your funnel. So if you have been running traffic to your SLO, for instance, and you see, okay, there are a certain number of people who are putting in their information in a two-step order form, but then they are bouncing out um, and they're not actually completing the transaction, an abandoned cart sequence can go in and remind them, hey, Um, this product is still out there, you can pick up where you left off, did something happen, is there a tech issue that we need to be aware of, do you have any final questions, it can just re-prompt them to enter your funnel again, it is the easiest way to do that, and I see far too many coaches and far too many course creators who don't leverage an abandoned cart sequence, and it's such an easy way to do it, it does of course take some time to create, um, which is why I put it inside of Swipes itself, so I have a whole template for it, Um, So you don't have to do a ton of of, uh, reinventing the wheel there. But an abandoned cart sequence is critical in any email marketing strategy because it gets people back into your funnel without you having to pay for them if you're running Facebook ads. So these are people who are now on your email list. They would be your hottest leads because they just came in. So this is like a super, super easy way to grab cash off of the table. So be sure that you have an abandoned cart sequence. And then the next two sequences I want to talk about are your webinar registration and webinar closed cart sequences. I see these sequences rushed the most in any other out of any other sequence. So I see because I know how intensive it is to launch a webinar, you have a million other pieces, you have tech stuff going on. And a lot of times the emails get pushed to the side and it's like, oh, we just got to let our list know that there is a webinar coming up and maybe we do one or two emails and that's it. But if you take the time to really develop a good webinar registration sequence, which promotes your webinar, your masterclass, whatever you want to call it to your list and a sequence that follows up on your webinar that goes to anybody who did not buy on your webinar you will see that your webinar numbers are so much better. They're so much stronger. So these are two sequences that I see that can use the most improvement. They don't get skipped. People know that they need them, but they do. They could stand to be improved in almost every circumstance that I've come across because they typically are written when it's like a crazy time in somebody's business, and I totally get that. But I would strongly recommend that you go back, if you do have them, go back and reevaluate them, spend some like real time on them. Um, And if you don't have them, then this is something that I would create even before you're like in the, the throes of actually 
writing your webinar and getting slides together and making sure that your GoWebinar account is right and all the stuff that happens, make sure that you're really focusing on these emails because they can make or break things. And they really, really do help you as you are um, starting to, like maybe this is the first time that you're running this webinar, they can help you start to form your marketing messaging for all of your platforms. So if you write your registration emails, you can use that same copy, you can use pieces of that copy for your um, social media profiles, for any other thing, like if you're promoting it on somebody else's podcast, on your own podcast. So it's really important to get all of this together before you launch your webinar. Um, or at the very least, go back and revisit it. So your webinar registration and your webinar closed cart. Closed cart, of course, is um, just covering the objectives that might keep them out of your uh, program. So it's kind of a hybrid of like an, a promotional sequence and an abandoned cart sequence is what a closed cart sequence is. So it goes out to everybody who registered for your webinar and then didn't buy the product on the back end. So that is um, something that, of course, is very, very important. And then finally is a sales call follow-up sequence. A lot of people don't think to do this or it gets pushed into like the admin column where it's like, oh, you just, if you have a higher ticket program, a mastermind, something like that, you get on the phone with somebody and they don't buy right then, it can be pushed into just like kind of an admin column or some people are like, don't follow up at all. If they knew, if they didn't know on the call, then they won't know later. I don't believe that. I have made high ticket purchases after the fact because I am somebody who needs to sleep on something and I have gone back time and time again to purchase things. Um, And so I really am a strong believer in following up with people. I don't think that you have to make a decision in the moment or not at all. So sales call follow-up emails essentially are um, a combination of abandoned cart sequence and uh, promo sequence, just like a, a closed cart sequence. Um, so they would say, hey, you know, here's here's um, all the reasons why you could join the program, but then here's also all of the objections and tackling those objections and inviting them to further the conversation since you have already initiated the conversation. So this is a sequence that, as I mentioned, I see a lot of people put in just to, to the admin column if they do it at all. It'll just be like a, hey, do you have any final questions? Or, hey, this is closing out, this proposal or this thing is closing out in X number of days. So they don't put any actual direct response copy in there or any objection blasting in there. Of course, some of that's going to happen on your call. But as you've experienced, I've experienced, I'm sure you have also, a lot of that on a call, like you're taking in a lot of information on a sales call. And so sometimes the objections that you are tackling in a call, like, You can move through them in the moment, but they're going to maybe still stick with somebody. And so it's important to go through and continue to blast those objections in your sequence that follows up with them because now they've had a second to think on it. They've had a second to maybe have some other questions or have some other fears pop up and you can be there and continue to hold their hand through the rest of the transaction. And so this is a really important sequence that, again, I see missed a lot. So these are the six core email sequences that every online coach needs in order to start monetizing their list. If you have these sequences nailed and in place, then you can build from that and have a strong foundation for monetizing your list consistently from here on out. These are like the baseline. Every coach that has obviously a webinar, if you don't have a webinar, you don't need those, but every coach that has these 
um, things in place needs these sequences running for them to make sure that they're optimizing their list and fully leveraging their list. When we talk about making sure that your list is fully leveraged, this is what I mean. You have these at minimum, you have these core sequences in place so that when you are for from here on out talking about nurturing your list and sending things to your list just on a day in and day out basis, you know that you're doing so from a place or from a firm foundation. Like you have this foundation that's going, you have this promo sequence that's gonna fire in a certain number of days, you have your abandoned cart sequence that's running no matter what. So you know that when you're spending money on Facebook ads, you are getting the most out of them. You know that when somebody downloads something, they are getting your onboarding sequence. They're knowing who you are. They're being presented with the option to follow you on Instagram and and go download your podcast. Like these things are working for you and they're leveraging your time so that you can go in and just focus on nurturing your list, knowing that you have this firm foundation. So these are the six core email sequences that I recommend. If you want to use these in your business, I recommend Swipes That Sell. That is my product that has swipe files for all of these sequences. There are five emails in each of these sequences, actually six emails in the onboarding sequence. So all of these are available for you inside of Swipes That Sell. This is the least swipey sounding swipe files in the entire world. I have gone through so many swipe files as an email copywriter and um, I have figured out the best way to insert your story into a swipe file while still um, making sure that it sounds like you without having to start from scratch. So swipesitsell.com is where you can find out more information about that. I hope this was helpful for you and next week we will talk about how to actually nurture your email list now that you have a firm foundation.